All right, everybody, thank you for joining us on our Jumpstart podcast. I got my man, Nick Garay, who is just cold crushing it every single month, helping around 40 families a month, no issue. Obviously, worked his way up to that and that level of consistency and trying to help as many families as possible, getting people, getting clients to understand the value of insurance. And, you know, Nick, you know, thank you for jumping on with me. It's an honor to have you on, bro. Um, before we even get going, How's everything on your end, man? How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, and thank you, Mark, actually, for, for inviting me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's an honor for, for me to be able to to talk to someone that I'm trying to get to the next level. That, that's what I'm trying to shoot for. But, uh, you know, we're busy. We're blessed. I can't I can't really complain about anything, you know? Yeah, busy is definitely blessed, and uh, you have the right perspective on it. So, you know, you've been uh, – how long have you been with Family First Life? So I actually started uh, back in 2020. Um, I want to say it was my practice trial run, or you could call it the uh, do everything wrong run. Uh, and then I came back full time uh, in May, June of 2021. So full time about a year and a half now. Got it. Okay. And it's been going relatively well. Um, talk to us a little bit about your your sales process, your approach to schedule, your approach to leads, your your approach to um, running running business. I know you're doing a hybrid and, and looking to move or morph it more into tele. But talk to our audience, kind of give us a rundown of the of your of your journey as a producer and what you're doing today. Well absolutely well I mean I can't I feel like it would be uh, unfair to, to to just go to the highlights instead of mentioning, you know, all of those things that you hear top producers say don't do, yeah, that, that's not like a challenge and try and figure it out. Just don't mm-hmm. do that. You know, you want to do your, your – your, it's a really simple process. Buy the leads, call the client, set the appointment, visit the client either virtually or in-home, help the client. And without having experience, one of the things that I'm learning about working with new agents uh, more heavily in the last few weeks in the last month or so is that, and this is something that in my own experience is from coming into an industry with zero experience, people are really can be really, really sure that they know what they're supposed to do having never done it before. And that is, was my experience back in 2020 when I started and I wasn't in business for very long. So this is a really replicatable system that we have. And it starts with the phones. Whether you're doing in-home or telesales, the phones, the leads, uh, so just the really basic stuff. So what I'm working on right now is just keeping that those basics intact and then trying to get new agents to get started off with a strong foundation so that all they have to do is just increase their activity to get to the level that they want to get to. Got it. So you're out there now doing a hybrid. You're in-home and doing tele right now? Right. So I was doing primarily in-home uh, in-home appointments. Um, that's just one because I had the, the lead supported that uh, out here in California. And I prefer it. I like it. I like talking to people. I like helping families in person. 
Um, I am now transitioning to more of a telesales, uh, ramping that up. Uh, one out of necessity uh, because of the lead flow where I, leads are available. I go where the leads go. Um, and we have a lot of people right. like Ryan Koski, for example, my upline absolutely destroys it. Telesales, he's 95% virtual right now. Um, so there's a lot, there's no excuses for me. There's people already doing this. Uh, just like when I got to Family First Life, all I have to do is replicate what they're doing. So that's what I'm going to – it helps with my, my faith in the system, knowing that people are already doing it. So that's what I'm moving towards now. I love it. Now, let's talk about your in-home approach and what that's taught you about your telesales approach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, the main difference, and I've done some telesales before uh, before this transition, so it's not like brand new to me. Um, the biggest thing, and there's not a super big difference when it comes to in-home presentation versus telesales, the word tracks, the, the setting the stage or setting the, the table virtually, if you will, are, is still the same. You still have to be in control of the appointment. Um, it's just on telesales, you have to be better quicker and you have to do more in home you can send a brand new agent in uh, like myself when I first started have no idea whatsoever what's going on and there's a little bit more forgiveness so to speak uh, with the lack of experience because you're still sitting with people who filled out a form you know you're not you're not knocking on random people's door for the most part saying hey you need life insurance (laughs) so uh, telesales is the same way, uh, in my experience, uh, as far as the actual in-home process of presenting, uh, this product, uh, it's just the learning curve has to be, it has to be cut because you need to do double the work for telesales that you do for in-home. Wow. Okay. Break that down. Break down the psychology of that transition break down double the work, but still the benefit of it. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to this. So when I'm setting, when I'm setting an appointment, when I'm setting appointments for in-home uh, versus telesales, I mean, still the same thing. I'm still hitting dial days, Mondays and Thursdays, um, and really any time in between uh, to go ahead and set these appointments. But so let's start with your in-home, for example, right? I'm dialing my leads. Uh, you can get people to book appointments, uh, and obviously you want to get your, your, your laid down. Yep, I know what that is. Great, come on over, no problem, no real objections. Uh, for me personally, I, I, I know there's some agents and agency owners out there that their lead flow is so strong that they're able to just go ahead and you give an ob- a client gives an objection on the phone, thank you, next, I'm going to the next person. When I started, I got good or I, I, I trained on overcoming objections because, and to more of the point of, hey, I'm coming over. No, I didn't fill that up. Great. Awesome. I'm coming over. Five or six, right? Because I'm going to show up there. Uh, I'm not going to answer your call to cancel the appointment. I'm going to show up. This is important. I have to believe that. And then I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to, you know, take control of the appointment once I get there, unless you don't let me in. And then I'm going to try and reschedule you or I'm going to, I'm going to already be double booked to go see somebody else. So some of that doesn't necessarily translate into telesales because if you're arguing, right, you know, a no-show is very easy to accomplish on telesales. 
Right? <laughs> so, yeah, your your average. So, for me, for example, right. if I book I 30 it. appointments for in-home uh, and I get to sit with, let's say, 20 of them, um, I, I know I can confidently close. Um, I don't know, between 10 or 15, depending. Well, you still get no-shows. You still get things like that. If I'm only, if I'm doing 100% telesales and I'm only booking 30 appointments or let's just say 15 for the next two run days, um, that's a that's a non-starter. I can't get wow. mad when I get 13 no-shows, two sits, and close one. And that's a lesson that I had to learn uh pretty quickly, which is why I transitioned back to in home until this uh until this new venture that we're that we're going into. Um but it it's still the same process as far as uh the doctor patient mentality, whether it's in home or virtual. And I still start off the same way. If it's mortgage perception, if it's final expense, hey, have you done this before? No? Okay. Let me explain to you what we're gonna do here today. And then I just start going ahead with that in-home appointment. Nick, how many days a week are you on the phones for for appointments, for, uh, for running, if you will? Every, now that I'm incorporating telesales, every day. Every okay. day. Every day that I can dial is every day that I'm on the phone. If I'm not training an agent, I'm dialing a lead or I'm looking for a new lead source. So one of the advantages of telesales, um, which is uh, is a good plus, is your lead inventory has now exponentially expanded, right? So I think mm. right now I am licensed in, oh, boy, I want to say 12, 13 states, and I live in California. So now my lead sources for these sales are in three to four different time zones in 10 to 15 different states. So every time of the day is a time that I can go ahead and dial, set appointments, or do a one-call close because there's every time zone, someone's getting up to go to work, someone's just getting home from work, someone's on their lunch break, uh, and that can work to your advantage depending on what part of the country you're in. So to answer that question, any time that I can. Okay, and... What does that equate to an appointment set per week on average? So right now, uh, just getting in, I'm, I'm locking out some counties uh, and doing telesales uh, for those dialing. And you, <laughs> you have to you have to be organized. At least I have to be organized when I'm doing this because being in California and setting appointments for two three hours ahead, I have to remember. Okay, six o'clock here is nine o'clock in South Carolina is 11 o'clock in Chicago. Uh, right, so right, those right. can <laughs> – organization is key, and finding out, you know, where exactly the – oh, I bought a license for so-and-so. Oh, wait a minute. That's four hours the other way. Hang on a second. I, I have to account for that. So my goal in setting – I love you talking to yourself now, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, because I get I get lead happy sometimes, and I just start buying licenses and then looking where the leads are. And then, for example, when I got Hawaii, I said, "Wait a minute, that's oh wait, they're behind me." Because I'm in California, and I think everything is ahead of me. And I go, "Oh no, wait, that's not going to work for this scheduling time." So, all right, well, screw it. I got a license now, right? So, literally as many as I can get. My goal 
is to at least have 25, 25 to 30 for when I'm doing full telesales for the next two run days. So basically, literally double what you would normally look like. And I'm, and I'm double booking. I'm double booking people routinely. That's strong. So you said 25 what? 25 to 30 when I'm doing 100% telesales. Like, for example, if I'm running a week uh, where I know it's just going to be all Zoom or on the phone, for a, on a Monday to run Tuesday, Wednesday, I would ideally like to have 25 to 30 appointments on the book. Every two days? Every two days, at minimum. If I can, yeah. So what's every, you run, is it four days a week you're running or four days a week you're on? Four, four days a week that I'm scheduled to run, and if I can squeeze one in, I'll try. <laughs> 50 appointments, if you can get there. Um, 50 to 60 appointments, if you can get there. Um, now, you're booking all your appointments. Correct, yeah. I, I haven't had a lot of experience with dialers. Um, dialing is one of the things that I, you know, it's, a, it's, it's 80% of the business. I just... Yeah. Uh, you hear that all the time. I just I haven't uh, found a dialer that I'm like. Yeah, I've tried some, but no, I'm I'm still doing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now, <clears throat> what type of leads are you typically working with? Yeah. Right. So right now, yeah. So I pri- primarily have used mortgage protection. Um, I really like you know what Andrew Taylor says. You know, all leads work and all leads suck. Um, I have had better uh, success with mortgage protection and now working with uh, some people on my team uh, that we're building older mortgage protection leads just because of the ROI and the cost that you can get them. Um, A lot of, we use a few different vendors, but a lot of those can be found um, on our CRM. Age mortgage protection, one month, three months, uh, that kind of thing. I've tried some final expense. Yeah, I've tried some final expense, and uh, I try and stick to one or the other because uh, it's still just a volume and a numbers game, and we've got tons of final expense leads in there. I just, you know, right now, um, I feel that my comfort zone and my area of expertise, it's it's easier for me to do a mortgage protection. So that's what I'm working on. And you're doing Zoom and Tele? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about switching over just to do Tele. I mean, I thought that a lot of people are uh, like, for example, Mini Tips just started doing stuff on the phone. We have an Inception Live dial, uh, you know, with Inception that uh, people are doing stuff on the phone. Um, it really is just how you present your appointment and how confident, and how well you know your script. Because my original idea was no one's gonna do this over the phone. I have to do this on Zoom. They kind of have to see my face. Nobody's going to trust me. Um, but when you know what you're saying and you know your script and you're setting that up the right way, it works just as well over the phone as it does on Zoom. Makes sense. Now, so you say it, you say that, um, but then you still prefer the phone. Is there a reason? Is it, is it shorter on the phone? Is it less um, time intensive? Is it less, you know, Technology intensive. What is, you know, what's the reason then to to go tell her that? 
for me, I started off when I was doing this hybrid model on Zoom. Uh, you get a lot of people that, um, quite frankly, just which is a little surprising to me, you know, post-pandemic, they just never use Zoom. And they're put off uh, by the yeah, they're put off by the Zoom technology. I, I know other people that said, no, I use them all the time. Everybody uses it, uh, and, and they're okay with it. Uh, some older clients uh, will have a harder time with Zoom. Um, and then you just get some people that get on Zoom, and then they turn their screen off. And then I find myself arguing with people, hey, put your, put your camera on. I need, to, I need to see it. And it's like, for what? You know, I mean, they do the same thing over the phone. And if someone is buying, they're going to buy. If it makes sense, it makes sense. You know, in the same way as if they're not interested and they don't mean business, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in front of them. It doesn't matter if you're on Zoom. They can see your face. They hear your voice. And they're just not going to go forward with it. That's crazy. So now, trying to transition on to tele, you know, and making that your primary focus, what is that, in your opinion, what is that in-home or in-home? What is that presentation like, and what are some of the things you're doing to solidify that they're understanding you, they're following you, they're tracking with you, and that they're going, making good decisions for their family by getting the life insurance? So one of the things that I've, that I've had to learn, uh, and I'm doing more of this, so I'm still learning this, but I've also learned this from people like Ryan uh, and other people that are, that are just crushing it already virtually, is um, you kind of have to get to the point a little bit quicker when you're doing telesales. Uh, you have to grab their attention from the beginning. Um, I have done telesales where I didn't, uh, when I was booking the appointment, I didn't clarify that I need you to be in a place where you can hear me, where you are not doing anything else, you know, like an in-home appointment. And I've done appointments where people are in their car, they're taking their kids to the doctor's appointment, they're in the grocery <laughs> store, they're and I'm like, oh, okay, well. Now, I have sold a couple of those, but that was just, I, for, to my experience was just the 25% that was just going to get it. Oh, yeah, no, that was a good idea. No, 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 I totally remember mm. that. But I'm taking my kid to the doctor's office. So I'm like, uh, so what I've tried to do on telesales is to be really upfront and direct with, hey, I, I need you and your spouse where you be at home in a place with a pen and paper ready and then once we actually get to that appointment, um, I get to the point very, very quickly. Uh, especially when we're set, when I'm setting up the appointment, especially for mortgage protection, for example. You know, hey, uh, Tom, Susie, uh, we're here to go over the mortgage protection. You know, is this your first house? Okay, what we're going to do today is we will be putting in an application, and I will need this information. Does that sound fair? Can we proceed? I don't spend a lot of time if people are wishy-washy or they tell me, oh, I don't really want to do this because I'm not physically there, right? I'm, I, can't, I don't have time to actually – I'm not going to spend 25 minutes on the phone with somebody to get to start showing options for them to say, well, I need to think about it, right? So I'm very clear and direct on what this is for. So if I'm 10, 15 minutes into the appointment, I'm already pulling up an application. Because if I'm booking, you know, 25 or 30 appointments for the next two days, I've got appointments stacked on top of each other. So I've got five, ten minutes to figure out if we're going to play ball or not. (laughs) 
I love that. Any, what else? What else would be in, inside of that window there? So really what I like to do to paint the picture, because I can't use a lot of emotion. Uh, well, I mean, you can use emotion on the phone, but to paint the picture, I like to have the client go ahead and have uh, a pen and paper out. And I like to have them take some notes so that they're actually engaged in what we're doing. And I like to have them do a financial inventory with me uh, so that they can actually write these things down and take a look at it. Because I'm not there to, you know, be in person and stop and look at them and say uh, to a spouse, okay, what does that look like when he doesn't come home because he's been hit by a drunk driver or diagnosed with this or that? Uh, so I have them do it themselves. Uh, and then also when I present options, when we get to the other side of the, the solution to that problem, when we're putting in our first coverage application, I have them write it down. And I have them write it down in a way so it makes sense. Uh, for example, with mortgage protection, um, if somebody is older, uh, you might be setting them up for an equity protection option. And I just found that it's a visual connection for them. Instead of giving someone a final expense policy for mortgage protection for $40,000, I'll have them write, okay, this keeps your wife in the home for five years. You have them write that. So say that to me as if you wanted me to write that. Okay. So, Mark, what I'm going to have you do on that piece of paper down at the bottom, we're gonna, I'm going to have you write down three options. These are going to be the best three options for our first application. Okay? If you get declined for something, we might have to modify these. But for the first one, I want you to write down 40000 or I'll, whatever the amount is. And then underneath that, I want you to write, five years for Mary, or whatever the spouse would be. And then underneath that mark, I want you to write down $250 a month. And then to the, to, to the right of that, I want you to write option two and then option three. And then I go back and say, now, this equity protection here will go ahead. God forbid the worst thing happens to you. This is going to keep your wife in the home with the mortgage paid for the next five years. While she's grieving, she has time to figure out what the next step is without you. And this is something about seeing that in front of you that, you know, me just telling you on the phone, especially if somebody is older, I've already forgotten what I just said. Right? <laughs> and it's something that they can circle and look at and it just becomes real. Now, how do you get the, now? How do you now? Do you run into a lot of okay? Thank you. I have the numbers. Um, I'm gonna kind of talk this over. I'm gonna kind of digest this and figure out what I want to do. Obviously, you get some of that, but do you? How do you avoid getting that? Um, and making sure once they go, all right, well, you know, this is what I want to do. That it's it's a done deal. You're moving forward with. Yeah, you know, the application. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. And don't I – what a letdown, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for the numbers. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to think about it. Uh, and it takes some patience and some time to just not yell at people sometimes. There's nothing to think about. <laughs> what are you – We just That's established really... here that Mary's screw, yeah, right. Bob. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So you know what I'll do 
is it's not too much different from an in-home, from an actual in-home presentation. I try and avoid or address these objections. Now, obviously, you're still going to get them, but I try to address as many of these in the front end as I can. Okay, something that Ryan Kosky does that he kind of taught me is he says, hey, the only thing I don't do with you, I look for all the carriers for you. The only thing I don't do is I want to think about it. Okay, there's nothing to think about. I will lay that out in my own way, which is essentially saying, listen, all we're going to do today is we are going, if we proceed from this point, okay, we are going to go ahead and put in an application, and the carrier is the one that is going to think about it. You, they need to think about whether to accept or decline you. I am uh, meeting with you today via phone or in person or whatever it is because I am the field underwriter as well as your broker. They send me to you specifically to save us all time because I am list, I am uh, contracted with all of the carriers, and I'm going to go ahead and save you the time and hassle from driving around to 15 gas stations only to find out that the gas was only 50 cents different at each different pump. Mm. So we're going to take care of all of that today. Most of the time that does deal with I need to think about it. Um, of course, and then if I have made a mistake in the middle, because what I try and tell people when I get that objection of I got the numbers, I need to think about it, I need to talk it over, I'll hit them with the, hey, there's three reasons why I understand. There's three reasons why people usually need to think about it. One, there's something about this that wasn't made clear or doesn't fit your needs. Two, these prices are wrong. You're not comfortable with these. Or three, you're not comfortable with something about me. Now, the first two are easy ones we can deal with, and I try and find out why that is because I try and let them know in the beginning, I'm not doing this with you again. There's no need to do it with you again. We can take care of all of this right now. I love it. All the things you, all the things you have to learn that you have to kind of force feed yourself to get to a virtual state are important. And I think what, I, what I've learned today is the process you must go through in order to do that um, and embrace that process. Would that be a fair statement, the word embrace? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, <laughs> I probably, and these are, yeah, these are mistakes that I've had to learn uh, physically in person doing them. And I have a list of all the people that are going to call me back that I'm waiting on. <laughs> they thought about it. They just, so what? You know, I remember them. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it really is it really is volume and just trying not to make the same mistakes twice. Absolutely love it, man. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for sharing your training. Is oh, I'm I'm always enamored with the way you break things down and how well you are at regurgitating your training. I right, thank you so much for sharing with us, my man. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Jumpstart, Nick DeRay. Thank you for listening. Let's keep breaking records. Big week, big quarter, big year. God bless.